Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for this thrift adventure. Welcome back, thrifty listeners. I'm so excited to be here. I feel great having just come off of a season break, and I'm really glad that I took an extended holiday this time. I really needed it. I was quite tired. The trips that I did for last season were a bit exhausting, although super fun, and I just needed a rest. So I hope you missed me. I missed you. I didn't miss the thrift, though, because I kept right on thrifting. I wondered about that. I thought, I wonder if I'll thrift over the break or if I'm sick of it. Turns out, not sick of it. Anywho, I have so much to tell you. I've been working on so many things. A lot happened in my personal life while I was on break. My sweet Basset Hound passed away. And for those of you who've been through that before, you know how hard it is. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But... R.I.P. Sam the Hound, you are amazing. I love you. So before I get into some of the things that are now available to you as listeners and users of Thrift Therapy Media, all that that entails, I want to do the record review because I really missed doing these the most. I miss talking to other thrifters as guests and doing the record reviews the most. Turns out the thing I miss the least is editing. So I may be looking for a podcast editor. If you know anybody or you are one, message me. All right, so let's talk music. I didn't buy any vinyl over the break, which surprises me. It's usually one of my go-to sections, but I bought so much vinyl on that Santa Fe road trip that I had to rearrange my bookshelves, which I did do on holiday. And while I was going through it, I pulled some records for this season that I want to share with you. Given that B. Jones of B. Jones Style is my guest today, I pulled out Dusty Springfield for us because I think that her rendition of my favorite song of all time, probably, is very appropriate for this episode. You don't know me. I'm not just one of you. You don't know me. Based on what you've learned with me from this podcast, I'm sure you know why this is my favorite song, Don't Tell Me What To Do, especially with fashion or style, because I just won't listen. And Beth and I share something very much in common with that is that we like to do our own thing. We don't want to follow trends. We want to be have an identity process with our fashion and tell stories with our fashion about who we are that day. And so I think that Beth would like this song too. Couldn't have said it better, but we tried. So remember these words. 
in the interview later on in this episode. Be young, be free, be yourself, and let's support each other doing it. Thank you so much for that song, Dusty. I give this record a 5 out of 5. My copy is incredibly scratched, and I definitely thrifted it. If you see it in the wild, you should get it. And I would pay up for this. It's a beautiful record. It's black and white stripes. It's got a cameo-style picture on the front of it. Dusty's looking really cool in this Victorian-style top with black buttons up the front of it with a white bib. And she's got some pretty heavy-duty 60s makeup on. I love it. She is kind of a jazz stylist, I suppose. She has a really powerful voice, and I think that's what makes her an icon, is the power in her voice and the kinds of songs that she chooses to sing. This is the title track of the record. The name of the record is Wishing and Hoping, and it's the first song on Psych One. I played them out of order because You Don't Own Me is my favorite and the whole reason I bought the record. But I really do like this song. It has a really good rhythm to it, and it gets stuck in your head. It's the kind of song that you're going to have in your head all day. Sorry, not sorry. That is the point, right? Good job, Dusty. For those of you who don't know, Dusty isn't her real name, and I'm not even going to try to remember the full name. She has like four or five names, so I'm sure I would get it wrong, but she's British, and she sort of exemplified the swinging 60s, bouffant culture. Um, If you don't know her music, I would definitely encourage you to dig into it. This record doesn't have one of my favorite songs on it, which is Son of a Preacher Man. She does a a beautiful rendition of Son of a Preacher Man, and I love that song too. But if I ever run across that record in the wild, I'm definitely going to snag that. I paid a dollar for this one, uh, or 99 cents at the Salvation Army, so you can definitely find them out there. So that's our record review for today, 5 out of 5 Nagels, and I hope you can add it to your collection. Be sure and tag me on Instagram or Facebook if you have an awesome record haul. So moving on, I want to catch you up on a few things. So towards the end of last season, I closed the $30 thrift bag subscription level on Patreon. And that didn't go over well. Listeners didn't like that. I appreciate the feedback and I am here for you. I've reopened the $30 subscription level on Patreon. And for that thrift bag, you get three thrifted items mailed to you for free shipping each month for supporting the show. I also have the $40 thrift bag level, which you can get four items and I've opened up a $50 level where you get five items mailed to you each month with free shipping to support the show and bonus due to the feedback I've opened up a $20 level where you get two items sent to you each month for supporting the show all you have to do is go to patreon search thrift therapy hit the level that you want to subscribe at and fill out a little survey so I know what to shop for and that's how you can support thrift therapy and get more thrift in your life I appreciate all of your feedback and all of your support for the show I couldn't do this without you when the listener speak, I listen to you. Right? Okay, so we're a good team. High fives. OPS, you can also sign up for a one-time thrift bag if you want to on my website as well, and that's $40, and you get four items sent to you. 
The next thing I want to tell you guys about is that this season is going to be off the hook with fashion from thrifters all over the world. I think you're going to have the best time. There's definitely a theme this season and it's all about fashion and style. So to balance it, I think next season I'm going to be looking for guests to come on and talk about thrifted home. If you're that person, if you want to nominate somebody, if you want to send me Instagram links or websites to look at, this is your show too. And I want to talk to people that you want to listen to. You can shoot me an email at the Gmail address or through my website, thrifttherapypod.com. Okay. So that's big news, right? Let me tell you some of the people who are already going agreed to and have been interviewed for the show this season. We have Hannah, the outfit repeater on Instagram, and she has a blog about thrifting and wearing pieces over and over. I have talked to Michelle of When Thrifters Thrift, which is a community-based movement for thrifters supporting thrifters on Instagram. She's amazing, and she's a thrift stylist. So you're going to love listening to her style advice. It's really quite good. I'm talking with Ayana of Thrifting Divas. She's amazing and she has a whole community of people who really like to thrift high-end looks and and then I have some really big surprises coming down for you guys. I am talking to none other than Deborah Rappaport of Advanced Style Fame and I'm talking with her this weekend. You guys, this next week and this next Friday. I couldn't be more excited. I thought I was going to lose my mind talking to Beth, but it's a good thing I kept some of it because talking to Deborah might put me over the edge. She is one of my personal style icons and she inspires me to keep bringing my game no matter what age I am, is that fashion is about fun. It's not about youth. So looking forward to that. And then I'm I, there's so many others. I'm not going to name them all. But listen, the finale is going to be amazing. I have a panel of men who thrift who've agreed to do another roundtable interview with me. I really liked that format for finale. So I think I'm going to keep it. And I've got four men who thrift and do Instagram style blogs that are going to come and talk to us about the similarities between men and women thrifting, uh, talk to us about the differences, and maybe how you can get the men in your life into thrifting as well. So this season is going to be amazing. I'm super, super excited. Don't forget to nominate people for next season and think about the home front of thrifting because I definitely want to dedicate the season to that. All right, I'm going to read a review that I got because I love doing that. It makes me feel closer to you guys. And then I'm going to tell you about a thrift haul that I had yesterday that it's just, oh my God, so many things happened. I don't even know how to process it. So we're going to process it together. So here's the review that I got that I wanted to read you. It inspired me. It said, thrifting my way out of a funk, five stars. This is on iTunes. It. I love listening to this podcast every day at work. I've been in a funk for a while now, and you inspired me to get back into thrifting. Thank you so much. Holly Pop-P-P-P-P-P-P. And Holly Pop-P-P-P-P-P. You inspired me to keep doing the show because every time somebody leaves me an iTunes review or writes me an email or sends me an Instagram message talking about that they needed inspiration and they found it in the podcast, I feel like this is more than just a hobby. And so that meaning and motivation and purpose really comes on board and keeps me going even if I'm tired or I just want to lay on the beach 
like a normal person in the summer or whatever people do that don't have 15 things going on all the time. So Holly, that was a really great thing for you to give to me at that time. And I appreciate you too. So I hope your funk is well under control and your thrifting outfits are amazing. For anybody who wants to leave an iTunes review this season, I will be sending stickers to anybody who does so that takes a picture of their review and then emails it to me at gmail, uh, thrifttherapypod at gmail.com. And then, and your address, and I will send you some stickers. That's it. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, write some stuff, take a picture of it, send me an email and your address, and you will get some free Thrift Therapy stickers, and who knows, maybe I'll throw in a little something extra. Love you guys so much. So happy to be back. I really want to get into my thrift haul. I'm dying to talk about my... That's the worst part of being on break. Nobody else really wants to listen to all my thrift stories. You guys are the only ones. Oh my God, I've missed you so much. Okay, so I have been trying to win this Thrift City gift card for $10 for Instagram selfies for like literally a year. I post so many pictures of things that I buy from that thrift store. Like, I go there every week. It's right down the street from my house. I know the people that work there. They're like, hi. Uh, I constantly am wearing clothes from there. So I was like, what do I have to do to win this thing? So finally, uh, the week before last week, I was in the thrift store and I actually said something about that because I was taking a picture and posting it on Instagram and the clerk was kind of laughing. What are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm trying to win this damn gift card that you guys promised people, but I literally am doing this once a week and I've never won it. And she laughed and then, okay, so check this out. This week, I got a message on Instagram saying I had won the gift card. And I was like, really? That's all I had to do was complain <laughs> because I didn't think of that. Why didn't I think of that sooner? Anyway, it made my day. I was so happy that I got the message on Friday. I went to the thrift store on Saturday, so yesterday, and I took that $10 gift card and I turned it into $125 worth of thrift. That's, I mean, honestly, they're really smart for doing that, right? Because as hardcore thrifters, we're going to spend way more. That was amazing. Thank you guys so much. Shout out to one of my favorite thrift stores in San Antonio, Thrift City on Bandera. You guys are the bomb. I, y'all are my honey pie. I find so much stuff there. It's even if I lived in a different neighborhood, I will drive over here and shop there. So thank you for the gift card. Feel free to give me another one and I will come in and spend a thousand percent more than the gift card. Let me tell you some of the amazing things I got. And there's one more part to the story, which dear Lord, I don't even. Okay. So my giant pile of stuff, there were three piles. There's one for me. This is generally true. And one for the thrift bags. That that's nothing new. But my husband and my son went with me because it was my son's birthday and we were knocking around and doing things he can now do that he's 18. And then we finished all that. Um, there was a thrift store there, which I was like, can we please go to Thrift City? I have a gift card and blah, blah. And they were, they were game. So then there was also a pile of dude stuff for my dudes. So we're at the mirror and we've got piles of stuff everywhere because I will only try on what's absolutely necessary. And what I do is I try everything else on just over my clothes. I, that's a pro trick right there. Do not waste time in the dressing room that you don't have while somebody else is grabbing thrift. Don't do it. 
So we did all that and uh, we had our three piles and I'm just thinking, I cannot get all of this. Like I have to put some stuff back. So there was this purple kimono floor length kind of bathrobe that I was just on the fence about. It's really cool. It's definitely matched my outfit that day, which is always like a cautionary tale for me because like Beth and I discuss, there are the ones that get away, the ones that you don't buy, you talk yourself out of, and there are the ones that you take home with you that later you're like, why did I buy this? And a lot of times when it's something that matched my outfit that day, I don't ever wear it again because it wasn't like I really wanted that thing. Maybe it was just that it looked so good with what I was wearing. I thought I wanted it. So I'm always cautious now about things that go with what I'm wearing. This kimono was that. So I put it aside and we went through everything else. And at the last minute, I just couldn't leave it there because it's cotton and it's like, you know, it's just chill. It was a really, it's good poolside thing. So I got it. So I get home last night and I'm working on editing the interview and doing laundry. Go to the wash. Now, I got three other really cute things for myself. A lace poofy sleeve red shirt, which for me, red tops are really hard to find. So this was a score and it has the most gorgeous sleeves. And then this shirt, this little tank top that three people in line wanted from me while I had it. It's just the print is so cute. It's a big blue and white, like royal blue and white uh, gingham that's oversized. And it's just a tank top. What we used to call wife beaters, but thank God that's not a thing anymore. Blech. But that kind of thing, you know, it's like a ribbed undershirt. So for some reason, that was the shirt. Are you getting that? Are you getting that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pull them out. Oh, and the other shirt was, it's like this cat shirt has all these cats on it that are amazing because they have like three eyeballs and dinosaur tails and they're saying weird shit like in cartoons. Hilarious. So I threw them in the wash, pull them out and everything's purple. And I, my heart just, oh God, like I, I just, you know, Oh, I just felt sick. I felt sick. And I knew immediately the kimono robe. So yeah, because it's purple. So I pull it out, hang it up, try not to be mad at it. And then I set about the task of figuring out what to do with these three garments that were probably ruined. And so I just took a deep breath and I was like, well, look, this just happened. The dye's not set in the original garment. So maybe it's not set on these clothes either. And so I spray and wash the bejesus out of those items and rubbed them together. And then I put them back on in the washer on the same setting that I had washed the other ones on. And you guys, it's a thrift miracle. The purple dye came out of almost everything. There's just a couple little, uh, it looks a little dingy areas on the tank top, the blue and white tank top, but I can still get really good wear out of it, especially because it's the kind of thing that you layer that I was just, I just felt it was like a roller coaster ride of high, low, high, win the gift card, do all the shopping, spend too much money, do the laundry, ruin the clothes, save the clothes. I mean, it was a thrift roller coaster. So it, it was epic. I just wanted to tell you guys about that. One of the things that I've decided to do on this season break is do thrift hauls online more often. Because I got a new phone. It's a Pixel Google phone. And it does really good videos and pictures and sound recording. And some of this episode was recorded with it. And so that's why I got it. 
So I thought, well, I'll do my thrift hauls for thrift backers online. So if you want to see the items that I got in my epic thrift haul this week for thrift backers, uh, you just pop over to my YouTube channel, Thrift Therapy Pod, pop over to my Instagram TV on Thrift Therapy Pod at Instagram, and that will be up next weekend. So I'll probably do it on alternating weekends of the podcast release schedule. And that way you can tag yourself in the comments if you're a thrift bagger and say, I want that, I want that, I want that. And you can see what I got. And if you want to be a thrift bagger and support the podcast through Patreon, you can pick out items each month and you can sort of curate your own bag. And then I will let you know if it's already taken or something like that. I hope that's fun for you guys. I want to build a little bit more community among the thrift baggers. So I'm also going to be doing a swap meet on Facebook every month. Now, if you're a thrift bagger, you need to follow me on Instagram. If you have an Instagram and you need to be in the Facebook group, if you have a Facebook, because I'm going to be running contests all season for giveaways of thrift bag stuff. And I'm also going to be running events and posting videos for thrift baggers so you can really stay abreast of what's going on and get the thrift bag of your dreams every month. Hopefully, that's the goal. So that's what I've been doing. That's what's been happening in my life since we last spoke. I hope you've been having some amazing thrift. I hope your life has been going okay. And I hope that even though you may have gone through some ups and downs like I have, is that you're coming out on top because you're resilient and you know that it's not personal and life isn't out to get us, right? It's just survival, man. So the last thing I want to tell you guys about is this Readorn.London Vivid Element Amy hosted Slow Fashion Challenge on Instagram this past month, and I participated as much as I could. I wish I could have committed to an everyday hashtag for them. I do find ethical fashion is something I have to research, and I have to put a lot of time and effort into. But I would say I posted about two weeks' worth of content related to their hashtag, which was Slow Fashion Challenge. And I really did learn a lot, and I enjoyed myself, and I met a bunch of new people. So thanks, you guys, for doing that. I know it's not easy to host and commit to review the hashtag every day like you did. And they're Instagram hustlers. I really appreciate them for putting the event together. Follow them on Instagram if you don't already. Readorn makes amazing jewelry out of broken and upcycled jewelry pieces. And I want to buy some stuff. It's just is so, so good. And then vividelement.com is a fashion blog, and you can learn more about the slow fashion movement there with Amy. And you can see the prompts on the blog and see what all we participated in. Amy creates vibrant, comfy, travel-friendly slow fashion through her line Vivid Element, and so you can find her and shop online. It's really great to support sustainable contributors like Amy and Louise. I'm going to take a little commercial break, and then we're going to get right into the interview with Beth Jones. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. I will see you here again in two weeks, and we will talk more thrifting. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tell a friend, and as always, stay thrifty.
It's time for the interview. I'm so excited to kick off the fourth season of Thrift Therapy with one of the biggest thrift influencers out there, Beth Jones. Those of you who are familiar with Beth Works know that she is a YouTube star and an Instagram influencer slash inspirer who has over 20,000 followers on each of those platforms. People watch her tutorials on how to get dressed with me from a thrift store, what I wore all month, uh, tips on how to take photos and edit photos, and I put links to those in the show notes for those of you who want to jump on the thrift outfit of the day train. I think you should do that, and hopefully Beth and I, as we have this conversation, will convince you to join the online community of women empowering other women. So without further ado, here's Beth Jones of B. Jones Style. Hello. Beth, welcome to Thrift Therapy. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm a fan. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your life before we get started on thrifting? Yeah, um, so I'm Beth, and I have um, been B. Jones style for, gosh, I think 12, going 12 and a half years now. I started a fashion blog when the word blog was an unknown word, and people were, it was embarrassing to honestly say back then, <laughs> I have a blog. What? What's a blog? That's the way podcasting is right now. Okay. It's like, okay. podcasting? What's a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been doing this for a really long time. And of course, it's, you know, when I started, it was nothing. And I started it because I was actually thinking of opening a vintage clothing store. And I wanted to have like a website that I could tell friends, you know, oh, go sign up for my email. And you can let you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't have the money at the time to do, you know, a website. And so I found these free things called blogs uh, through MySpace, actually, the the blog was born for me. And then because I got in so early, I kind of got rolled into the crazy world of blogging um, at the very beginning and then ended up not opening a store because blogging kind of took took on a life of its own for me over the last 12 years. So do you have a family or like what's your your story in terms of how blogging and your professional identity fit into your personal life? Yeah. So I, I mean, currently I have, I'm married. I have two kids. I have two boys, six and three year old boys. I started this before all of that. I did. I was married when I started and he didn't even know what was happening at the time. And he got roped in, of course, to taking my picture every now and then. But um, he's been part of the whole journey and the whole ride. And, and because I started so early on, we both were just kind of blown away with different things that started coming my way through this this world of blogging. Um, so yeah, but he's been a huge cheerleader of it for a very long time. I'm originally from South Carolina, but I currently live in California. I've lived here for probably like 16, 17 years now, maybe. But I'm originally from mm. the South. But you always have the South in your blood if you're from the South. Probably. And yeah. do you find like if you're around people who are really Southern that you start sounding more Southern? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm always forever going to say y'all. I mean, I just, it's just part of my <laughs> language. Um, but yeah, for sure. When I'm back home, I get a little more Southern when I talk. <laughs> totally. When I talk to my mom, I'm like, I sound like a totally different person. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> what do your kids think about your like online fame? Do they have anything to say about it yet? They're not 
fully aware. My six-year-old is kind of starting to get it. He watches some YouTube videos, and because I'm on YouTube, he he's thinking that's pretty cool. Um, just because he's he tunes into YouTube, and he'll anytime I'm recording anything, he thinks like the whole world is seeing it. Um, <laughs> and he that's kind of adorable. I know it's so cute. And he, <laughs> me, and taking pictures and all that stuff. He's like, oh, we're taking my mom's fashion picture. It's just their norm. They don't even think it's odd. They just think it's what every mom probably does. And actually, at some point, he's probably going to get so embarrassed that I do what I do. But right now, he is a little oblivious. So That's cute. Yeah, your yeah. teenage rebellion is going to look totally different. Yeah. yeah totally. They're going to be like, ugh, mom, technology's dumb. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I hope they are, actually. That would be amazing if they think technology That would be dumb. something. <laughs> So let's talk about your thrifting. All right. When when did you first go thrifting? Was it something you grew up doing or is it something you discovered on your own? How did it happen? Well, I grew up on a little island in the south and there was one thrift store on the island and just you just didn't go there. It wasn't some place that people went until <laughs> until later in high school I started to kind of explore that um I think just like through some traveling and stuff I kind of got more aware of vintage and, and so I I do remember I started thrifting a teeny bit at the end of high school but it did my mom was a big garage sale rummage sale kind of a person that she used to actually help put on this huge rummage sale at the school that I went to and so I remember she would always she'd give me like $25 to be like, go through all the piles and whatever you want to get kind of thing. And so that was when the digging mentality, that treasure hunting thing started for me. But really, it really kicked in in college was when thrifting really started to take on a life of its own for me. But my mom was always I mean, a shopper in general, but like, she would always go to the places to kind of look for the sale or the deal or whatever. And that was just kind of yeah. I don't know, maybe the way she grew up or whatever, but it definitely wasn't a, a language we were speaking in terms of like secondhand and thrifting. It wasn't something I necessarily grew up around. And when I started doing it, for me, it's always been more driven out of the idea of the creative process and the find yeah. more than like the budget side of things, which of course, that is a huge perk. But that's never been my number one driver when it comes to thrifting. It sounds like your mom is more like her participation with the uh, which I haven't been to a rummage sale in a while, but I actually love rummage sales. They're intense. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that once in a while. But it sounds like she was uh, involved in charity work, maybe. That was something she did. Yeah, it was for for raising money and definitely frugal. I mean, she grew up in upstate New York and not a lot of money and all that. So she definitely was more frugal. It wasn't like we need to go to the thrift store. It just was like something fun that we would do every now and then. But we just didn't have them around us. Now, there's that where I'm from now, there is a ton of thrift stores. And my mom thrifts all the time because there's so much around. We just didn't have it. Do y'all go together? Oh, yeah, totally. Whenever she's in town or I'm visiting, we she'll always go with me. So it's fun. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's always been a good uh, shopping buddy. Are you still on the Carrie Bradshaw train? And I always say Sex and the City kind of is what was the magic that started for me with, with my thrifting journey. The end of college was when I started to watch and Carrie Bradshaw came to life and all of her crazy outfits. It wasn't like they were talking about her style being a lot of vintage pieces, which it was. I just realized that a lot of the stuff she was wearing, you could find 
through vintage, through thrift stores. And so I just started hitting up thrift stores and consignment shops and stuff like that, looking for just really unique pieces and starting to play with my personal style. Then I think Patricia Field is a styling genius. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, everything Carrie wore to me was just like a representation of Patty Fields. Like she just totally, you just know she would wear that. You know, totally. she would be like, this is amazing. Totally. What about your style point of view now? Have you added other influences? Yeah, I mean, I'll always say Carrie Bradshaw is probably the heartbeat, the original icon for me and one of my biggest inspirations. So I'll always have her there <laughs> as a little bit of an inspiration. Um, but I'm inspired by so much now, just with, of course, you know, social media and just all the blogs and websites and the access we have to so many people around the world, their personal style. And definitely, I think just people's personal style is super inspirational for me. And even I can go back to like a few people in my life. I remember this one girl in college, she had like incredible style and was like super DIY. And she she even I think, inspired me to become more of a thrifter because she would like go to the thrift store and find something and then recreate it. And she, she ended up becoming a designer um, and having her own label and stuff. So just I always really appreciated someone who had a really unique point of view, wasn't, you know, wasn't afraid to kind of take risks and have fun and just didn't even worry about where they were, what their environment was. They just dressed for themselves and so I, I've always loved you know, seeing other people's personal style. And that's always been an inspiration for me. And I love, I love editorials and looking at, you know, even Grace Coddington, what she does in Vogue and uh, just different stylists and their interpretations. Yeah. And for me, those are just so outside of the box and even outside of reality. And I often love to dress outside of my reality. So I, I look at an editorial and most people would say, Oh my gosh, but that's so, not realistic. And I would say, actually, yes, I'll wear head to toe that whole look right now. <laughs> I, you know, I like that story about thinking back to a person in college that you just like their sort of mixed up style. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of high school and shout out to Ann Weathersby, wherever you are in the world. Yeah. Because I remember her coming in and you know, she was like uh, one of the popular rich kids in our little high school. But she came back from a trip to New York and shut it down every day for like <laughs> two weeks. And I remember she had this, maybe it was like royal blue or cobalt or you know some kind of purple blue, big sweater with a cowl neck and giant bat wing sleeves and a matching mini suede skirt and over the knee boots in the same color. All monochrome. Oh, I'm wearing that. That sounds amazing. It's <laughs> like 1986, Evan. Oh my gosh, so uh, good. It was so good. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm gonna bring it yeah, you know, to totally. school. And yeah, that. So even way back then, it, it's like you you carry those things forward, and you just sort of add to the style inspiration, right? Like, oh yeah, totally. You just, just kind of sparks it for you, and then you kind of start exploring and doing it yourself in your own way. So yeah, I'm just really looking at what can I add to the next 50 years that keeps me feeling like Ann Weathersby in 1986. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you think about the word influencer? You know, I, I know you ended up being an influencer, but it doesn't sound like that was your goal or anything. No, like I didn't set out to be an influencer. I didn't even, I didn't even know people would read my website when I started it, unless I told somebody, you know, like when I met them, hi, go visit my website. Um, right. Let me influence you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Influencer started happening. I don't even know what the last five years that term has become. The term it used to be were fashion bloggers. And then I think because blogs, you know, really weren't where everybody was tuning in. They were tuning in through all the social media outlets. Um, they became influencers. And really, like, I mean, you know, it, it's the label they get thrown on with me. But I honestly would love to just be called an inspire an inspirer. And I know that's not a word, but I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't know if, I mean, I definitely, of course, there's the level of influence of, you know, someone sees something I do and, and then they're influenced to maybe go do that. But I really always, I think with, since I started this whole thing, it's just this, this idea of inspiration and not even always me inspiring somebody, but just inspiration in general. I love being inspired by other people. And then I love to inspire people. And so and that for me means not even inspiring to be like me. But in what I've heard a lot from my followers and viewers, my YouTube channel is you inspire me to be more myself. And that makes me so happy is I want people to feel like inspired to like be free and have fun and kind of not let all the little things kind of block you from just completely living and thriving and, you know, going out and being you. So so I'd, I'd like to be called an inspirer. <laughs> okay, I'm pulling out my magic wand. And okay. It's done. okay. I mean, I get it because I, I hadn't really thought about it that way. I sort of like the term influencer. I think it, it feels a void for what is happening, right? Totally, like, yeah. it, there needs to be a word. But I like the distinction between inspirer and influencer. Because I guess influencer sounds a little heavier handed than inspirer. I think because I've always been so much about, you know, secondhand thrift, vintage girl. And I've been that way since the beginning. And I really never have changed. When we started this whole blogging thing, a lot of people were doing it that way. And we were all just kind of inspiring each other. And then it became more of a business, which I love because I'm part of that. And it's, it's become my business. But I think... If you're scrolling my feed, it's not click, 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 link, 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 buy, buy, buy off of my feed because most of what I'm wearing, you can't go buy it. It can inspire you to go out and find something similar or inspire you to go just on like a really fabulous thrift adventure and find your own stuff. Good. I like it. I, I mean, I think about inspiration as an artist because I paint as well and I get inspiration from so many places. I feel like just you just just maybe architecture things that don't even know I exist. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not influencing it. Right. I'm not changing this building in any way, but yet I've been inspired. And, totally. And I can maybe um, think about it that way. It's not trying to influence me, but um, it's given me something to work with that I didn't have before that moment. And I like that. So we'll hold on to it. Maybe okay. we'll name the episode that we'll we'll try to we'll try to influence people <laughs> and use the word inspire. <laughs> okay. So listen, we gotta talk about your fashion photography because it's oh. so so good. <laughs> As an artist, um, I consider myself a bit of a snob sometimes, not on purpose, but because you know, you just get I guess uh, sort of trained to look at things a certain way and 
evaluate certain nuances of somebody's project. Now, I'm not a photographer, I'm a painter, but there's some similarities. And when I look at your photographs, I see that you have a naturally good eye for setting up space and contrast. And there are things about photography I know nothing about, like lighting, blah, blah. Right. But you're really quite good. And I wonder what your explanation is for that. Gosh, I mean, I am just a total what's the amateur, <laughs> but I I think I just really look and get inspired and take notes of what I see when it comes to photography. I love like editorial for photography and not necessarily editorial like glossy perfect. I love like an editorial that feels a little bit gritty, a little bit on the street. I love seeing like a you know in a magazine a girl like running around LA and just like the street behind her and stuff and so I and I pay attention to how a photographer shooting something where he's cropping it or she's cropping it you know or the angles that they're using or the lighting and the way they're catching the light and um, even the posing and whatever and so and for me I think because I love to dress outside of my reality a little bit and a little bit more I kind of like to pretend every day is I'm a new character and going somewhere new and so I love my photos to kind of be like little mini stories with the outfit. And so I, I try to think about what I'm wearing, like where's a good location to shoot it. And I don't get super complicated. I honestly am just doing my life. And I think where around me right now can I take my photo? Because often what I am shooting is what I'm wearing that day. And it, it literally is, you know, being shot on the fly but I kind of just pay attention to my surroundings and think like what would be a kind of a fun backdrop to this outfit or how can I shoot this or what lighting would be, you know, enhance this more. So I have fun with it. I, I really love it. It's, it's, it is an art to me. I love to like try new things and figure out ways to shoot, shoot things differently. So that really comes across, I think too, is that you have an artist's point of view because your photographs actually do what you want them to do. They just, what you just described, they do all that. They okay. give me a sense of lighting, a sense of texture, a sense of story, a sense of place and time. That's really, it sounds like just a natural talent that you have. Mm, Amazing. You. Thanks. I think you could be an editorial photographer. Oh, wow. I, I wish. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm always trying to learn. And I think even... Yeah, even in just a, as of recently, I'm like playing with different like shutter and the ISO and but I'm still like such an amateur. I really don't fully understand, but I'll watch YouTube videos or I'll try to figure out like, how can I, you know, play with the flash in this photo or how can I, you know, so I, I try to learn what I can and watch what other people do. And if I'm on a shoot with an actual photographer, I'll ask questions or I'll watch how they shoot something. So I just really pay attention, I guess. I think that's really special, too. And I'll take a second to talk about that because this is a thrift therapy. We sometimes talk about the psychology of things. And one of the things that I hear there is that you're uh, having a growth mindset towards photography. And it's where when you see somebody doing something that you value and you think is good, uh, you get curious about what they're doing instead of intimidated by what they're doing and holding yourself back. That is gold. And if anybody wants to learn anything today, that would be a really good thing to learn is that if you can embody a growth mindset towards the things that interest you and don't be intimidated by people who are doing it well, 
and put yourself down instead of pull yourself up to their level, mm-hmm. you can go far. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at things, Beth. Impressive. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, you know, I mean, I hope you get opportunities to do some editorial shoots in the future because I think you really do have a talent for it. Thank you. And you have a video on on uh, YouTube. What, what is the name of that one where you tell the uh, photography tips you have? It's actually really good. Yeah, I think it's just how I take my Instagram photos by myself is what the video I think yes. is called. And I, there's two of them. One is how I take them, and then one is how I edit edit the photos. So they're, it basically breaks everything down. I'll put links to those in the show notes so people can go get a load of your process. And awesome. Hopefully they'll use that growth mindset. And I'm going to do it too. And I have to admit, I get sort of um, like flummoxed with the photography thing. It's I don't have a natural talent for it. I don't have a natural eye for it. And I get a little in my head about it. And I think that's the, honestly, that's the biggest thing, especially if you're the person in front of the camera is yeah. to not get in your head about it. And I have to do that still, like remind myself, like it really is about letting go and just trying mm. different things and moving a lot, moving your body a lot. And that's another thing is I watch models all the time on shoots and like how they move. And the best models aren't that they look so pretty all the time. It's that they just give the photographer so many options with how much they move. Not to the point that there's no good moment in there, but just like continually changing things up so that eventually there's like that magic photo that pops up. You know, um, it's the worst, the worst models are the ones who just stand still and hold the same pose. So oh my shots. God. So the worst model. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about professional models. Normal people, we all, we all kind of just stand there and smile, but. If you're actually being hired to be the model, then move move around. <laughs> but that's so. such a great insight. Like, I don't have to be a professional model to benefit from that. No. Everybody that's can look at a photo. You just kind of keep moving. <laughs> I got to move more. Move I gotta more. wriggle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice. What, now, I'm assuming that you're seeing models regularly because you're styling shoes. Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah. I mean, not all the time now I'm I'm styling here and there now but over the last 12 years I've been on set either as a stylist or I've been in a shoot and there's actually a model in it as well or you know so there's been so many variations of it but yeah I've been on set now with enough times that I yeah I've been around a lot of different models and just watched watch them work. Yeah, I mean you're such an absorber. I think if there's anything I'm really uh, getting maybe inspired by with this interview, Beth, is, is how much you absorb what's around you. And mm. I'm just really loving that. And I'm feeling like, okay, I want to absorb everything too. Like, that's, I'm inspired. I'm going to go do that. I'm just going to absorb everything this week. What about your brand, Dalby Jones style brand? It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about having fun with clothes. And of course, your famous saying, always play dress up. Right. Yep. What kinds of things are you doing now? As C. Jones Style, I have a weekly YouTube show that comes out that I'm always working on. So every week I'm producing a new piece of content there, a new video. And then, you know, through Instagram daily, I'm 
creating content there through Instagram. And so as we don't style, I do, I work with different brands on partnerships. So I'll be, you know, doing a video that's sponsored by a brand, but it's, you know, my content, my video, my voice. Um, and I'm just working with another brand. So I work in that capacity as an influencer, I guess, in that, in that way. I also work as a social media consultant and creative director. So I work with other companies and brands and help them develop their content for their, you know, if it's their social media or for YouTube or whatever and kind of work with their marketing team. And then as again, going back to kind of be Jones style, I'm developing a few different things that are going to be launching. I have a new website coming out in June. And with that, I have some new things that are launching there that people will be able to buy from me. So I'm excited to get that out there. Ooh, that is really exciting. Can you give us any hints about what kinds of things? Well, there will be things that people can wear. Um, that will be created and in a shop there, but there's also some exclusive content. I don't want to totally let the cat out of the bag there yet, but that is coming and, and some bigger teasers will come in the next few weeks for that. But there's, um, some tangible content that people will get to have that will be hopefully very inspiring and a little bit of a guide and, um, just more, more of all this stuff that I'm creating basically in different forms. Oh, this is very, very exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm wishing you continued hooray level success. I Thank think. you. I think it's great to see, I'm going to get a little gender bias and, and say women. I think it's great to see women out in the world making their own way, creating their own careers and finding community to do it. I think that's really cool. Totally. So I'm definitely behind you and I support your mission. Thank you. You're welcome. And you're always welcome to come back on and tell us all the new things. Yeah. Once it's up and running, I can let it all out and tell it all. <laughs> Cat out of, of bag. the bag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to do the thrift questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. How often? Ooh, um, probably once a week that's at some good. level. Maybe. Yeah. Probably once a week it happens. I'm surprised. I think he, I was thinking like you were like a probably everyday thrifter. Oh, no, no, no. No, my life's way too crazy to see. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, at least like a quick pop in or a long like video filming or whatever. But yeah, at least once a week. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Same thing. It's just too hard to find the time. I'd love to go more. There's no question. Yeah. But. It's just, you know, time, time, time. Right. What about alone or with friends? Alone. I mean, I'll do it with friends for sure, but, and it is fun. But at the end of the day, a whole day by myself, thrifting is heaven. Ah. (laughs) So if you can get a whole day and you can do it alone, you're the best place for Oh, yeah. And take, like, hours and not care and have no agenda and just, yeah. Oh, I miss those days. Yeah. That sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah. What about thrift gods? If you're in thrift heaven, are there thrift gods? I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, just like that, <laughs> that good things come my way, I guess. But... Yeah. You know, it's like when you're in the store and you're like, no, I know there's something here for me. I just feel it. Like, it's not here. It's not here, but it's there. Like, you know, is there any sort of thrift energy or some way that you think you, you can explain getting really lucky at a thrift store? 
I mean, yeah, I definitely think there's those moments where even not talking about clothes, but like furniture where I've been, I really am imagining like these certain chairs with a certain color, with a certain look, yeah. two of them, and then literally I'll stumble on them. So yeah, it's like, I think sometimes it's, yeah, maybe you're putting it out there so much that it comes your way or, or maybe you just mm. hunt so much like me that eventually it does come your way. So maybe there's not thrift gods, but there's like thrift huntress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of cool image in my head now. Like yeah. maybe you're like dressed in a Xena warrior princess <laughs> outfit. And yeah. Like out hunting for pink chairs. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Do you have a list or are you a spontaneous thrifter? So I always have a running list that kind of like the types of things I'm looking for, not super specific, but I'm looking for like this kind of a color something or whatever it is. Um, I always have a running list. So that way, if I don't have a ton of time, I can kind of hit up certain sections. But then also I'm all about just going in with no plan and just letting stuff come my way without you know, any list. So I, I'm both, I guess. Yeah, I think that's expert level because you've got to be like, okay, I would like these things on my list. But if I don't find them, I'm not done here. Oh, like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah, what else, what else is here? Totally. <laughs> totally. It's just good to have like an idea of things so that it, because it, it can be overwhelming at times. You're like, oh my gosh, there's so much here. But if you kind of like can zone in on certain areas and then you never know what you're going to find there. And you got to be open to that because, totally. you know, my favorite thing that I've seen you thrift uh, with that sequin fringe oh yeah jacket yeah I'm still dying over that and that was a random I was in like on a trip with some friends over New Year's and like there was a thrift store and we literally just like walked in and that that was just hanging there and I bought it right away so yeah yeah that's like on no one's list yeah that's (laughs) like what did I decide oh my gosh yeah yeah that's freaking fantastic so what is one of your favorite like or your maybe your best or worst thrift story what's the story you want to tell oh gosh my best or worst well one of my worst I'm so haunted by this dumb coat that I didn't get tell us about it I went to Savor this always happens to me I have an obsession with outerwear like ridiculous winter outerwear and I live in California (laughs) it's horrible and I went into Savers. It was like probably the middle of summer and there was like 1960s, amazing, like very like British, you know, uh, twiggy era 60s pea coat that was mm. like on um, the faux fur, that kind of camely faux fur, like perfect big collar, toggle buttons, like, oh, it was amazing. And it was summer and it was hot and I think it was like yep. twenty five or thirty five dollars. So I wasn't like looking to spend that much money at that, you know, where you're like, I'm, I have all these other things I want to buy. And for some reason, I convinced myself I didn't need it. And then, I mean, that's been like three years, I think, and I'm still searching for something like it. And I don't know if I'll ever come on it again. So it's I'm haunted. <laughs> you're haunted. I'm haunted by that. You know, you're going to have to make a thrift god sacrifice, probably. I know, I know. <laughs> you're going to have to heal those wrists. I know. <laughs> They're like, well, we gave you a chance, and you didn't take it. <laughs> I know, totally. 
I have those too. And it's, it always comes down to something like that. Like it's the wrong season and I'm just too something. Yeah. Or like uh, so hot or I don't yeah. know, like putting this on feels like, whoa, or you like have other things that you think you really want at that moment. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I don't need that. And then you actually really need it. So. And it's the worst ones are when you take the wrong thing. You know, yeah. you're oh, like, <laughs> yes, that's the worst. You're like, like okay, I, I really think I needed this. I don't like it. I put it on and I'm like, I take it back to the thrift store and re donate yeah. it. I'm like, oh, why did I do yeah. this stupid shirt that's whatever, you know? <laughs> I could have had the pink coat. I know. Gosh. And what's I awful. Know. Is on my videos, like my thrift videos, so many people like I'll leave something behind and people are like, why did you not buy that thing? Whatever it is. And they're so right. And I'm always like, I'm haunted by all the voices telling me I should have bought something that I end up passing on. So. Oh, I never thought of that. And you're like, I know, I know. Shut up. I know. Like, I don't know why I didn't get it. Oh, I, uh, there was this like crazy, I was got super into quilted like robes and stuff. And a few years ago, I found this insane quilted robe and it was like printed, like paisley printed and beautiful and like double. It was like a, almost like a wrap time where it like, doubled over it was amazing and I passed on it and I even went back like the next day to get it because I was so haunted by it and it was gone and Ugh. I'll never let that one down either so oh Beth I have one of those oh you do I, I do and I'll send you a picture of it okay it's freaking fantastic and not only that it's in the well it's in one of my favorite colors it's like this blush millennial pink Ooh, you know it's wow. like I know it's and it has the shoulders and the oh, shawl wow. collar and the yeah. frog closure, uh, yeah. everything. And it's tea link. Oh, wow. Nice. I yeah. ne- I'll send it to you so you okay. can see uh, it. You know, cry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I should have a picture of the sequin jacket. I can get that off of your page. I know it's on there. But you know what I'd love is a picture of all your coats because I think that's hilarious that you oh, have a yeah. ton of coat. <laughs> you live and in I, California. <laughs> I have a whole massive closet that's overflowing. I can't even shut the door because the coats are so full. And yeah, the problem is to... that every time you're like traveling somewhere cold, you really can only bring one because it's not like you can pack a huge suitcase of just coats. <laughs> I know. And they're heavy. I know and they're heavy. Yes. Yeah. And then it's really hard to choose the right one. You're like, eh, white fur. I, I know. know. I know. <laughs> it's the worst. We're the worst. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for you. This was all really right. fun. So fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. And as always, uh, I'm inspired by your fashion pages and your especially always stalking your Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, just keep it up. Because I it's will. Great. Give us the plugs. Where can everyone find you for those people who are living under a thrift rock and <laughs> don't know? <laughs> yes. Basically, B. Jones style everywhere, but mainly B. Jones style on Instagram and B. Jones style on YouTube okay. and B. Jones If they want to sign up for my email, I send out a weekly email that's fun and inspirational and they'll get the scoop on all the things coming in June. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, have a great night. Stay thrifty. Thank you.